Welcome to the Mama Truth Show, where soulful mamas embrace the whole truth of the messiness and magic of motherhood. Check us out at mamatruthshow.com. Here's your host, Amy Ehlers, the wake-up call coach. Hello, mamas, and happy Mama Truth Monday. It's Amy Ehlers here, and... Well, I'll start by saying that um, I am only doing audio of this particular show because I'm having a little issue with my software, which makes it really easy for me to um, do a video recording. But it wasn't working out. So I just said, you know what? It's the Mama Truth Show. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to be transparent about it. And we're going to go for the ease. So thanks for listening to this show via audio. So I want to talk to you today about change. And about the discomfort of change, about the agitation of change, and about how we can end up avoiding and numbing out when what we really need to do is change. I was reading an article in um, a UC magazine, University of California magazine. I'm an alumni of University of California, Irvine. And in the UCI, um, there's this whole issue on brain science, which I freaking love. I love learning about how our brains work, and I love learning about, uh, you know, all of these new and interesting and fascinating experiments that um, that they're doing in neuroplasty research. Neuroplasty is just the study of how malleable our brains are, how they are plastic. They can actually change form, that we actually have brains that can change. It's true because, you know, for a long time in the neuroscience world, before they had MRI machines and different mapping technologies, they thought that it was like once you built a neural pathway in your brain, once something was basically built in your brain, you knew how to do something a certain way, that it was nearly impossible to change. It was really, really hard. It was rigid. It wasn't malleable. It wasn't something that was... um, that that basically that could change, that our brains were not programmed for that. And then when they started looking at all these machines and being able to see maps of the brain and doing, you know, different technologies evolved and the more technologies that evolve, the more they're realizing how plastic our brains are, how much they can change, which is amazing. It is amazing news. And it also means that, well, let me say another thing about that actually before I go to my next point. Okay, so here's the other thing, though, that they have discovered, and that is that even though our brains can change, we're actually wired to not change. We actually have that reptilian brain. Um, My friend Scott Mills, who is a neuroscience junkie (laughs) in his own right, um, you know, he calls it the critter brain, which I just love, thinking of like a little critter inside our brain. And it's true. It's like there's this part of us that just wants to keep things the same because it's easier to not change. Even if what we're doing, what's familiar is excruciating. Even if a habit that we have is really horrible and it's not serving us at all, our brains are actually going to fight to keep that habit in place because the brain's job is to fight for homeostasis. It wants things to stay the same because it can function the most efficiently when things are the same. Think about it. Right. It's it. And, and I think that if you think about it as you watch yourself in your own life and if you watch your children as they grow and as they start forming habits, that really the brain is going to fight to keep those habits. The brain is going to have you stay the same, stay small, 
stay in the jail cell, that jail cell that you know. That's what our brain loves to do. So when we make the decision, and we write about this, Christina Rilo and I write about this a lot in the Reform Your Inner Mean Girl book. But when we make the decision that we want to have a change, so I want you to actually call into your mind, call into your heart, a change that you would love to make in your life. Whether it's a change about your daily habits like exercising or eating beautiful, clean food or getting up earlier or on time or running on time or whatever it is. Or, or maybe it's something about your relationship. There's a pattern in your relationship with your beloved husband or wife or spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend that you really would love to change. Or maybe there's a dynamic with one of your children, with your child that you would really love to change. So just bring that into your mind and into your heart right now. You got it? Okay, good. So here's the thing is that we have to work with both our conscious and our subconscious mind when we want to create change. And I just think it's so interesting that our subconscious mind does not know the difference between real and imagined events. And so here's what I mean by that. It's like if you go into a movie theater and you're in that dark room watching a movie, you know consciously that it's not real. You're just watching a movie. And you can then still get so caught up in the story that you're crying, that you're laughing, that you're acting as if it's real. And your brain thinks that it is real. It's going along the ride with you, right? Same thing in all these incredible visualization exercises that they've done so many different studies on with basketball players, for example, that you know, some of them would spend extra time practicing and the other group would spend extra time visualizing making baskets. And the, and the team and the, and the athletes that actually did the visualization would perform better in the games. And one of the reasons they think this is because in their visualization, they made the basket every time. Whereas when you're practicing, you don't make the basket every time. So it was like that blend of doing, actually going to practice. This is not like, oh, I'm just going to sit around and visualize you know, I'm going to sit around and visualize making baskets and never actually try making baskets. No, that's not going to work. But we can also use our brains to our advantage to create change in our life. We can say, okay, I'm going to visualize making that change. I'm going to spend time acting as if I'm going to make that change. So do that right now with whatever it is that you came into your mind and heart when I said, what is that change that you want to make? And just for a moment, if it's safe to do so, if you're not, you know, flying a helicopter or operating heavy machinery or driving, um, close your eyes for a moment and just go ahead and imagine however it is that you want it to be, whether it's like, okay, it's with your child and he or she is driving you nuts. Um, you're stuck in this power struggle and this pattern. How do you want it to be between the two of you? Or maybe you're one of those people that presses snooze like 50 times in the morning and then perpetually runs late. Like, how do you want it to be? And just visualize that for a moment. Visualize being in the moment with your child. He or she says something that usually triggers you into that space and instead you do something different. Where the alarm goes off and the first time you go ahead and you get out of bed. Or you're about to make a decision about food and you choose the clean food, whatever it is, just visualize that for a moment. 
And just imagine, and this is something that you can do literally on a daily basis. You can do that visualization. And this is about starting to really imprint on your subconscious mind and your conscious mind who it is that you want to be, how it is that you want to be in the world. Super powerful to use that that, um, visualization. Kind of, you can open your eyes now. Um, Kind of going back to that magazine, the UCI magazine. So I know there's a hanging thread there, so let me loop back to that. So... Yeah, I was really fascinated. I was reading this article about this new study that they're doing with these goggles that disorient you. Um, and they're doing this study and they're finding that when, you know, so you basically you put on these goggles and they turn the entire, your visual field into a, um, everything upside down. So you're completely disoriented. And they're having the subjects wear these all the time. And when they sleep, they have to wear a blackout mask. And when they take a shower, they have to wear a blackout mask so that it doesn't allow their brains to have the break, right? And within about two weeks, their brains would start adjusting. Literally, our brains are so adaptable that our brains would start adjusting after two, only two weeks. And like literally, they're saying like when subjects, you know, initially put these goggles on, they can't even, they can, they like start like swaying back and forth. They can barely even sit in a chair let alone walk across the room, let alone write something. And so over time, they continue to do these tests. I just like think of like, who are these subjects that would put themselves through that? Probably other scientists that are really interested in this stuff. But it's so, yeah. And then by two weeks, their brains start adapting. Their brains start saying, okay, this is our new visual reality. How can we make it so that we can function? Isn't that fascinating that our brains are that smart? So if our brains can do that when everything is screwed up, Imagine what your brain can do for you and with you and in collaboration with you about whatever change it is that you want to make in your life. But see, you have to go through that period of discomfort. You know, people always, you know, there's that quote, I can't remember whose quote it is, but it's like your, your life is waiting for you outside your comfort zone, something like that. And so true. And we talk about it all the time and I talk about it in my work and in my life. Of like, oh yeah, it's really outside my comfort zone to do that thing. And what I sometimes forget is being outside a comfort zone is not only uncomfortable, it is excruciating. It can feel like our skin is on fire. It can feel, I mean, talk to any addict who's overcome an addiction and they will tell you firsthand of breaking a habit that is an addiction, a drug addiction, a drinking addiction, a spending addiction, an eating addiction, whatever it is, that it can feel as if their skin is on fire. And it takes that level of discomfort for them to create that change. And so what is it, like, are you willing to go through that discomfort in order to create the change that you want? Are you willing? Are you up for it? And I really want to encourage you to go for it and to go through the discomfort and to expect it and to most importantly get the support through the discomfort. Because it's only by getting that support that can ease going through those big changes in our life. I always like to think of the pearl inside the shell and that agitation of that, you know, the sand just agitating and agitating and agitating and agitating and agitating and agitating until it becomes that pearl. And it takes that agitation. 
And so I just want to remind you of that. That's really the message of today's show is that, sweetheart, if you are trying to create change in your life, expect it to be uncomfortable. And I don't mean like, oh, gosh, I'm, you know, it just feels like mildly discomfort. I mean, sometimes it can be really excruciating and it can take that breakdown to have the breakthrough. I'm having that all over my life right now in my business and my relationships with my kids. It's like there's so many different levels of discomfort that I'm going through. Some of it just mildly, you know, irritating and uncomfortable and some of it excruciating like, oh man, that one's hard. So you're in good company. As always, I would love to hear from you about what your experience is and what are the changes that you're wanting to make in your life. And if you're ready and willing to go through that discomfort and what's the support that you're going to get. So let me know on the Mama Truth Show um, page, mamatruthshow.com or on the Facebook group. Would love, if you're not in the circle, Mama Truth Circle Facebook group, really fun to have those conversations going on there. So with that, you know, I always ask my guests about the magic and the messy. So I'll share with you. Because I realized the other day when I was asking one of my guests, I was like, oh, I don't often share that. So what's messy right now? Getting ready to go to Hawaii for the Mama Truth Retreat when you receive this recording. Um, I'll probably be in Hawaii. And my little Evie Rose was puking her guts out yesterday. And I my anxiety just went through the roof because I already get a little bit of anxiety that I've been really working on. Change, right? My comfort zone is to get anxious before I leave for business trips. And I've been really working on that. I've been really working on setting up things and not letting that become my story. You know what I mean? Like not saying, oh, my story is before I leave for business trips, I get anxious. It's like, "Mm, yeah, I used to get really anxious before I left for business trips. And now what I'm doing is I'm spending really great quality time with my kids and I'm really being present with them. And I am having a different experience. I'm looking forward to them, my business trips and talking about them. I mean, it's obviously a lot easier when you're going to Hawaii, but um, it was really fascinating to then have Evie get sick and be throwing up and really need me. And so it was like, I just dropped everything and just sat there with her as much as I could. And Rob, my sweet husband sat there with her and we kind of took shifts and, you know, cause at two years old, you know, you have to like make them aim for the bowl and you know, it's like, geez, talk about literally the messy. Oh my God. Puke, puke. Yeah. So that's what's messy. And the magic is, you know, if you can believe it, I actually went on a little mini vacation every year. We go up to this little town called Twain Heart up in the Sierras in Northern California. And there's a little lake and my sister has a cabin up there and we rent additional cabins and Um, every year we go up there over the summer. And so I was up there and we had this magical experience. My, just Rob and I and the girls, and we took out this little, one of those little paddle boats out into the middle of the lake and just jumped off that boat into the water. And we're swimming around the boat and getting up on the boat and jumping off. And it was just heaven. It's like this fresh, gorgeous water and these pine trees surrounding us and just quiet and stillness, except for the laughter that was coming from my girls. They were so excited to be in the water. And then I put on some of my favorite songs. I had a little dance party on the boat. And Annabelle was like, Mom, you're embarrassing me. I'm like, I don't care. Sorry, kid. Like, it was really great. It was definitely a magical moment. I love those times when we can really enjoy our kids. Aren't they so good? Oh, my gosh. 
Okay, darling. Well, until next time, it's Amy Ehlers signing off, reminding you to enjoy the messiness and the magic of motherhood. Oh, and make sure to tune in next week. I know next week is Labor Day weekend, but on Monday, if you can't listen right on Monday, definitely just make sure to listen to it. But I have Miss Jaya coming on to the show to talk about your erotic blueprint and intimacy and motherhood and how our bodies change as moms and how our sex drive changes. I mean, it is, I've already actually recorded the interview and it was fantastic. There was one thing in particular, and I'm not going to tell you what it is, but there was one thing in particular on that show that literally changed my life in the bedroom with my husband. So listen up, ladies. Okay. Sending you so much love. Until next time, talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, mamas. Did you know that Amy has a new ebook out? It's called Sacred Self-Care for Moms, Seven Steps to Nurturing Yourself So You Can Be the Mom You Were Born to Be. And you can receive your free copy by going to sacredselfcarebook.com. That's sacredselfcarebook.com. And please don't keep the Mama Truth Show a secret. The biggest compliment you can give is to share the Mama Truth Show with your loved ones and write a review on iTunes. Until next time, keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood.